just three black kings Giving our thoughts to society From politics, sports, music, and whatever subject fits the need We ain't trying to make a grand, we ain't trying to make a band We just want to know who's man I'm so happy to be here, blessings on blessings on blessings Taylor made life Yeah, Philip Kanye Yeah, Philip Kanye Yeah, Philip Kanye Rocko Shock Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast What up, though, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Who Is Man's Podcast. I'm your host, King T'Challa, in the building. Who else I got in here with me? Hello, beautiful people. It's your favorite vegetarian. <laughs> Mbaku. And you know, I don't have to eat meat to kill King T'Challa, but... Let's first see who else is in this building we have here. We have T'Challa, we have uh, Mbaku. Who else is in this podcast with us? Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> this, this is Zuri. This is Zuri. Hey, I'm Zuri, alright? Best character in the whole damn movie, okay? <laughs> can't do the voice, can't do the accent, but it's okay. That's me. <laughs> Uh-huh. So we also got a special guest in the building tonight. Who else we got in here joining us? Hey, we got a Killmonger in the building tonight. Dropping quick. Everybody been waiting for me to come, so I decided to step in tonight. Well, we're happy to have you. We have some questions for you about some stuff that you did, but you know we're happy that you're here tonight. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you've been following the podcast lately, this is the one and only Darnold. He's finally Darnold. on the show. He's here. Dun, dun, dun. Donald is here, and I got a little son for him. Oh, my mama called me Donald. So. <laughs> <laughs> you gave up that day <laughs> when you came to the podcast. <laughs> oh, all right. So for those of you who ain't figured it out, this is definitely going to be a Black Panther-themed episode. We're going to get all up in the ins and outs of what we like, what we didn't like, character development, what we thought was good. What we thought, we, what we want to see in the future, and a whole lot of different things. But before we do hop into that, there is one quick thing we got to talk about from this weekend because, man, it is on everyone's mind. Ooh. We, a lot of us had to witness it. A lot of us saw the video afterwards, and we came together as a nation to just <laughs> talk about this wrongdoing. So, did y'all see that Fergie performance? I feel like, Quote unquote. I feel like we have to play a clip or something. Of it. Man. <laughs> That. I saw, I saw the day after that, and I was like, "No, nah, I can't be as bad as people saying it is." It was worse, you know. It was that bad. I saw a tweet somewhere that said, "This is the national anthem we deserve," and ever since I read that, I was like, "You know what? You know what? You're right." So I've been bumping it. I'm like, "This is my country. This is the country I live in." That's how we sound right now. I can't get past like the first ten seconds before, without busting out laughing. So I commend all the NBA players that are trying to hold it in <laughs> when it was Keep live because because <laughs> that was crazy, man. But you know what's crazy? It's probably somebody's first time in America. And that's the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like, so this what y'all so hype about? So this what I fought over here to get. I fought to get here. <laughs> this why y'all mad we were going to take me. <laughs> 
like, oh, so this okay? We can do that? <laughs> there. Fergie. And then she had the nerve to get online and say, well, I did my best. So, <laughs> like, you know what? You absolutely right. <laughs> you know what? I can't even blame her. I blame her team, her manager, whoever, her vocal coach, all of them. Like, or like, you know what? You sound beautiful. Let's do this. Let's go. I, mean, out I blame forty five. I'm sure he has something to do with it. <laughs> you know what? Thanks, forty five. Thanks, forty five. Man, yeah, you're right, Tyrat. Hey. Someone oh. had to hear her in it's not even before she even sang it. When she was talking about the idea of singing, they probably were like, <laughs> "This ain't gonna end well. I should probably stop her. <laughs> I could, I could, I could speak up now, but I'm not. And that's Shit. that's how we got here. I'm getting paid. <laughs> I'm getting paid. I'm like, y'all out here in LA got all these artists out here, right? And that's who y'all chose. Beyonce <laughs> literally in the front the seat. Of y'all whole Blue could have got up and be like, "Girl, I got this." Okay. <laughs> no shit. Fergie, or they could have used uh, Cardi B. She was right there. Nah, now that would have been. Put her right <laughs> oh, say, can you see by the dollars? I really like. <laughs> hey, oh man! Hey, this that same person who allowed Chris Brown to record 150 songs and put it out for the public. It's that same person who was in that studio. <laughs> Like, mm. <laughs> don't never say nothing. Just real quiet. Choose just chilling. You do. You do. <laughs> Poor Ferg. Uh, yeah. But now, real talk, I am starting to feel bad for her because I feel like people are just not letting her live. It's been like a whole 48 hours and the memes are still coming. <laughs> like, what? at a certain point, I feel like you got to stop being mean to her. Like, the jokes are cool and all, but people threaten her. Like, damn, it wasn't like that serious. Okay, Let well, her live yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I've seen people talk about like she needs to get beat for disrespecting the anthem. Nah, oh, it might have wow. just been people like, you know, just a fake outrage type stuff. But anyone out there who really feel that way needs to calm down. My like, guys, you heard worse, okay? Like it ain't that bad. And <laughs> right. honestly, again, is what we deserve right now. <laughs> it's what, right? Exactly that is a great what point. we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I think the crazy part is she was just the host of the singing competition. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, really? Is the show over? Because I'd be mad if they had one more week. The like, show's over. Excuse me? What, what's your advice? <laughs> she got to give out all tens. <laughs> Man. But it was lit in our That's group crazy. chat because they were talking. I'm not going to call people out, but we have some friends who are uh, big fans of Fergie. Uh, and literally <laughs> one person was and every other person shut that person down like <laughs> I know where you fucked up where you fucked up was what you thought she could see <laughs> that's where you messed up <laughs> if you take a turn right there you would have been alright thanks, right. for, the yeah. thanks oh, for the invite to the group chat y'all I appreciate it it's a limit on how many you can get in so you know your name's Darnold take what so, you can get so. <laughs> Alright, let's go ahead and hop down to what we really want to talk about too tonight. The, the black excellence that was Black Panther. Ooh. Man. I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to hog it up because I feel like I got so much I want to say, but I'm going to go ahead and kick it off to our guest first and let him have the honor of you know, telling us what you thought because I feel like you were definitely the one looking forward to this the most. Yes. You were already calling it your favorite movie based off the trailer. 
<laughs> so go ahead, tell us. It, it, it looked like it was the poster. For, first of all, it's a second favorite movie. It's his oh, yeah. second favorite movie of number all time. What's was number one? Yeah, number two. Yeah, okay. Lion King, if y'all were wondering. Lion King. Hey, love darn it. Number what's one. number three? But this was out. I, I was, so it's number three. <laughs> <laughs> the wood. Oh, you actually said that out loud? So, Do you want me to edit that out? You, you gonna put that on? <laughs> no, leave that in there. Leave that in there. That's all you need to know about him. Okay, just <laughs> those two right. movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I will let y'all know. First of all, this was two hours and fifteen minutes and thirteen seconds of pure black excellence. <laughs> like from the beginning scene to all the way, if y'all stayed for both of the credits at the end, it was amazing. If y'all only saw one credit, go back and watch it again. Because y'all should. But yeah, it was just amazing from the beginning to end. I just knew once I sat in my seat. First of all, speaking of seat, so I'm going to let y'all know this now. Y'all showed up on time and early for the show. Black people was not playing. I thought I I was getting there early. I got there 30 minutes early. It still had to sit on the front row. You got there 30 minutes early? Wait, you bought your tickets late? Or something? No, I bought them in advance. But I went with a group of folks, and so it wasn't oh, a reserved seating spot. We don't do that no more. Yeah, I thought we stopped doing that in the night. Oh, clearly I won't do that no more. <laughs> 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 okay. So me and my friends, we was on the front row trying to look up, but I we were still there for hey. every moment. <laughs> Man, Donald, like you said, the end credit scenes, though, in my opinion, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm biased, obviously, but. The best end credit scene I've ever, or scenes I've seen out of any Marvel movie. They both were like, both were cool and important to watch. Hey, it was. Like, if y'all didn't see it once, go see it twice. If you ain't seen it twice, go see it three times. Just go back and see it again. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> All right, man. So what about you, Kyrie? Or what about you? my bad? <laughs> what about you, Mbaku? What you think? Uh, <laughs> I already forgot my so shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm gonna tag team with Darnold on the live, and it's weird me. It's weird. It's weird. Killmonger. I don't know. You're Darnold to me for life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, well, Killmonger, but uh, so yeah, I agree with everything. It was just so dope to just sit there and watch a movie, and every important character looked like me, and it was just powerful to see one black women being the protectors, back black women like deciding decisions, and. Um, which is depicted in everyday life is just we don't ever put them on the pedestal for where they should be and it was important for that um, carrying back from like this is actually the perfect segue from our last episode and how we talked about black women and empowering them this movie did that <clears throat> it was funny um, it was cheesy at the same time. It was, but all all that stuff was good. It was good to see. It was good to see the the messages that were in the movie, and and we're gonna go. We're gonna dive deeper into that as the podcast goes. But there are a lot of messages in the movie, um, and if you didn't catch any, you need to go back and rewatch it. Seriously, like you can enjoy this movie and still soak in the messages that they were given. But <clears throat> great job on 
represent representing black folks um, on the entertainment, on the diversity of African culture. Um, so I enjoyed it. Yeah. Sure. What you? Think? All right. What about you, Zuri? What you like? Hey. So, man. One, I will say this, and I, I get this way, especially when like our people are have some sort of opportunity to do something great. I felt this way when like Barack took office, and I know some people may be saying you're doing a lot, but no, I feel this way. <laughs> but when Barack took office, I felt this way. Like uh, uh, when our favorite artists have the Super Bowl spot, or they get. They get to, like, start in the the game. I feel this way when Serena can, like, take over records and stuff like that. I felt nervous. I was like, what if it doesn't live up to the hype? Like, what if the movie is crap? And how am I going to defend it? Because I'm still going to say it's the best movie uh, that I've seen. But (laughs) I ain't going to have that many facts to back it up. And when I say it exceeded every expectation... um, I want to throw out a few, a few, uh, a few stats at you. The film made over two hundred million dollars in its opening weekend. That's more than any other solo Marvel movie, more than Iron Man, more than Captain America and Thor. Um, the movie had a entirely black cast, besides the two, you know, Tolkien. Uh, which I heard that joke on uh, Twitter that the two white cast in the movie were also in Lord of the Rings. So, you know, a little nerdy joke there. Uh, um, and I honestly was just so proud. I caught myself a few times when I went to see it with my girlfriend just sitting there and, like, cheesing and smiling and, like, getting hype over, like, I didn't even know what was coming up. But I knew it was something that <laughs> was dope. Like when they that first scene when when they fly into Wakanda, I was like, I don't, it felt like I had been there before. I was like, oh, everybody gonna know my spot. Like, <laughs> they know where I'm from. <laughs> Man, and I can't wait to talk about this. I mean, low key, I would do a podcast just about this every week about this movie and what it means and what it can mean, but. <clears throat> I'm just excited for what this will mean for like actors and for kids growing up. I mean, I I told I didn't get out the movie theater at like twelve thirty at night. I literally texted everybody in my family and said, "Look, if you need money, you let me know. You going to see this movie this weekend?" I told my sister, "Take my nephew. I don't care if he's not old enough. I already bought his costume for Halloween. He might wear it for his birthday too." Uh, <laughs> Because it was it was that impactful and man I'm just so proud like I heard I listened to another podcast earlier and I think the guy said it really well he was like I don't know when this will fade away like I know it will and I know something's gonna happen where we may not feel as proud or feel as happy but it feels so good to be in this moment right now and be able to uh be able to talk about this movie in the way that we're about to talk about it. So, Ron, what were your thoughts? Yeah, man, I mean, I definitely feel like it exceeded the expectations that I had. I enjoyed the imagery. Everyone, I feel like in the cast, did an excellent job. Like, I felt the performances were top-notch, and 
like of course there was some coyness in there but I think that's what you are supposed to get from these type of movies so I think that everyone did what they were intended to do there and I gotta say that I just feel like they did a really good job of bringing us into this world and giving us a good insight into it without overdoing it because I think recently there was criticism of Bright you know bringing you into a, a new world and you barely understand what's going on and with a superhero movie you definitely have to make sure you give that backstory because in a situation like this, it's not Batman or Superman or anyone, Spider-Man, Iron Man, where we kind of know what's going on. So a lot of people, this is their first time seeing Wakanda, their second time ever seeing the Black Panther character. Like, we need to make sure that they had a good understanding of just how important these guys were and what their whole system was because they operate so differently from the real world. And I think they did a great job of making it interesting, showing us things that it didn't necessarily always try to tell us so that way you can see it and let it capture your, your mind that way. And I think it overall it's made for a really a great pro- progression of the movie. Like that two hours and fifteen minutes flew by. I was like, "Oh, we done? I can't get another hour." Right. So <laughs> they did a great right. job in that regard. I mean, the fact that this movie at some point was four hours long, I was like, "Well, shit, we can. I'm, I'm good. If y'all good, I'm good. Let's play it. Let's see what we miss. Just tell me how much time to carve out, okay. and I will make it happen." <laughs> Work. I don't care. I'm good. <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right, I got PT. Let me figure it out. Okay? I got PT. Y'all just do what you need to do. <laughs> Wait. So when y'all when y'all go see it? So, so go ahead, Conrad. Well, you you were the first to see it out of all of us. So might as hey. well tell us. Man, I went. My girlfriend bought tickets for the Thursday night showing at like ten thirty, ten fifteen actually, and uh. We got to get some dinner before, you know, I was like, I, <laughs> I told Ron this, I was like, look, it's a black <laughs> movie, I'm about to drink some Hennessy before I go, so, <laughs> I was at the restaurant like, do y'all have Hennessy, no, I mean Hennessy, okay, and Coke, okay, <laughs> then I, you know, I was like, look, I want to feel a little good in here, so I had my little, I learned this from Darnold, Donald. Uh, <laughs> I had my little bottles of uh, a little brown something, and I had them in my lap, and just sippy sipped on them, and just was in the movie theater with all my people, just living it up. That was my. It was <laughs> so. so was a, wait, wait. So this means you was at um when they was talking about all those folks that the concession stands wasn't gonna make no money. You was causing that. I bought a fucking pop there at the concession stand. <laughs> they cost $70. Chaser, bro. They made enough. <laughs> they made, and I bought Sour Patch straws. They were about $23. They made enough. That night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. What about you, Conrad? Uh, so I went to like the last show, the late show. I went at 11 10. Um, and I thought it wasn't going to be as crowded. Cause I couldn't. I want. I was trying to do like Ron did, but uh, with the way work worked and everything, I couldn't do it. So I went at the late showing at eleven, and when a movie was done, I was looking at the clock. I was like, "Damn, I feel like I just left the club or something." It's damn near two <laughs> two thirty. The the movie started late. The movie didn't really start till like eleven thirty, um, but it was still damn near packed, um, and. It was good vibe. Like it, people were like extra during the movie scenes. Like people were just enjoying the movie, and I and I appreciated that because I'm the type of person who just I don't like when people are, like cheering and clapping. You know, it just like takes away from the being within the movie for me at least. But 
I enjoyed it. <clears throat> T'Challa. Yeah, I went to go check it out. What'd you, what time go ahead. You I said, what time did you go? Yeah, we were actually ended up going on Saturday morning because, you know, we introverts don't like to be out there with the crowd. So <laughs> it was actually we not even... Like you people. <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't even that bad when we went. So I think the crowd was mostly... I mean, the theater was mostly full, maybe like 80, 90%. And the crowd was pretty good. There were a couple of babies in there. I don't know why you got to bring your kids, the babies to the movie, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But otherwise, it was a good crowd. This Wakanda man, everyone gotta get a little bit. I might just say I would have my kid probably <laughs> <laughs> fresh out the delivery room. Just this one time. This is one time. <laughs> man, like uh, one thing that uh, I noticed this weekend, and a lot of people were tweeting about it, was the fact that movie theaters started like solely showing Black Panther. There was one theater that only had showings of Black Panther, like every. 25 to 30 minutes in the theater and they kind of canceled every other i don't know if that's okay but they canceled every <laughs> other movie that was playing this weekend i'm like no that is dope that's true though because even here in richmond every i, I saw the movie times and i was like that's a lot of movie time what what about the other movies but they're like no nah, we good yeah <laughs> we're, we're good yeah what movies <laughs> <laughs> we got it, man. Look, if you was trying to watch any other movie this weekend, whose man's are you anyway? So I mean, that's your own fault. They probably just stared at you like, so you want to see Black Panther? No, I want to see, I want to see uh, three billboards. So you, so you want to see well, Black, yeah, Black Panther, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see Black Panther? <laughs> we already bought, it. we already got your tickets printed. So go sit down somewhere. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. So speaking of the whose man's going to see other movies, let's figure out whose man's we had in this movie. Mm. So first up, let's talk about the original king of Wakanda in our world, T'Chaka, Black Panther's father. So mm. movie starts off shortly after how um, Civil War, I think it was, ended w- with his death. So we really only saw him living in the celestial plane. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. But, but we did see some flashbacks of some of his past actions that caused the, his character to be caught into question. So what do you guys think? Do you think that he made the right move, killing his brother or leaving his nephew? Or do you think that he should have took him with him? Which, what are your thoughts? Let's go ahead and dive into that. I definitely don't think he should have killed his brother. I think he should have... <clears throat> Is that because it's your twin? Well, duh. But, uh, <laughs> <Quote unquote>. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's because the reason I, I didn't i don't think he should have killed his brother and he should have just found a way to bring his brother back and then they could have just i mean this is obviously hypothetically and if i had the choice of whatever was happening but they could have found a way to help each other out because they they both had valid reasons it's just they weren't both on the same page and i felt like if they were on the same page it would have never been such a person named Eric Donald Killamore. But it's just that that's how I thought. But then again, they have a valuable, valuable resource mm-hmm. and they don't want it to be used in the wrong ways. And they want it to be. And it seemed like if it was let go in the rest of the world, I have a connection with this later on. I think I'm going to get deeper into it, but I think that's, probably the main reason T'Chaka was like, you know what? I'm sorry, bro, but you gotta go. You're not gonna, like, use our resources to try 
do whatever you're trying to do, but <clears throat> that's how I looked at And I think he was just doing whatever he could to protect his country. Yeah. And he was like, whatever costs, my country is more important than, at the time, it was mm. family or whatever. Um, but one thing I was trying to think about was, do you think uh, T'Chaka knew that he had a son? Or I guess it would have been T'Chaka's nephew at the time. Or do you think that, um, what's his name? Force Whitaker was the only one that knew he had a son. No, I, think I think that T'Chaka knew, because he would have been reporting back and telling him everything. I feel like he didn't, though, for some reason. I don't well, think, I don't I think was, he knew. Because if he did know, he would have scooped scene? him. I mean, like, later on when um, when uh, T'Challa Force, goes Force to the ancestral place, um, he... He says, like, I saw someone with my... Well, he said that to Forrest Whitaker that he saw somebody with his ring. But he asked his dad, why did he do it? But I thought later on in the movie, um, they kind of... I don't know if they outwardly say it, but they hint at the fact that, yeah, I knew that you were... Or that the father knew that he was there, but he still did it. Because they say, like, he had a baby... Or maybe Forrest says that, too. Maybe I'm mixing them all together. That he had a baby with a... a does he call her an American? I think, and that's where Something. this dude comes from. But I, I don't know. I got the feeling that he knew, but it still didn't matter. Like you have to go. Mm. And I thought that's why yeah. Mar um, Michael. I don't know his name in the movie. Killmonger was so uh, <laughs> upset. <laughs> like you did this, and you didn't really care about me. Hey, I mean, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, what was I forgot his brother's name, so I'm just gonna call him Sterling. Sterling had to go. He he needed to die. He was a traitor <laughs> right off the bat. To go. <laughs> All right. Joke, joke. First off, he was a traitor. Yeah, joke. That's, that's, that's what it was. So he was a traitor mm-hmm. as soon as the scene started, and then once he pulled out that gun, he was ready to start shooting. Yeah. So and you are not only are saving the life immediately, but then you're saving future lives because it's not like he's just going to stop. Like his beliefs are going to change just because you're bringing him back home. Exactly. If anything, now he gets more dangerous because he's back with the vibranium and he, maybe he does something similar to what Killmonger did. So I think that he made, he made the right move killing him. The mistake was leaving that child behind. Yeah. Mm. Should have took the kid. But if he would have took the kid, would you have yeah. raised the kid as your Obviously. Own? Or would you have told, told the kid, hey, I killed your daddy? I'm sure well, the kid was old enough to know. He was old enough to know, like, yo, you killed my dad. Like, he was, what, seven, eight, nine? So he knew what was going on. Um, I think I think the issue is, and it, it, I think that's why this movie is so dope. Because you really, there is no wrong answer. You could fall on both sides. Um... Where if you agree with uh, T'Challa's daddy, I don't know his name. T'Challa. Uh, <laughs> I'm T'Challa. bad with names. I'm bad with real life. I can't get him <laughs> in the fake life. But uh, if you agree with him, look, by any means necessary, I need to protect my people and protect my land. And that includes you, my brother. Like, if you don't go against us, I have to get rid of you. And look, there's been many leaders who have thought that same way. Um, I mean, most of them are dictators, but they think that same way, that by any means, I have to protect this. That's my oath. Um, so that's why I kind of, I mean, I was okay with the fact that he killed him. I felt bad because the little boy was there and he ain't had no dad no more. 
but you shouldn't be going against your brother either. Mm. Hey, this probably isn't the most ethical approach, but if it was me, I'd have been like, hey, man, somebody just came in here and killed your dad, mm. but I saved you, so <laughs> I'm going to take you back home. <laughs> hey, bro, uh, your daddy gone, okay? <laughs> so... I ain't had nothing to do with it. Just put it out there right now. <laughs> I ain't do it. <laughs> So look, you can either be bad or you can come with me. Okay. <laughs> either way, your daddy did. Your daddy gone. Okay. <laughs> I just want you to know that part. <laughs> hey, but it was cool that he uh, left his son all the notes though. Because wouldn't didn't he go into the closet and get a book out and start reading? Yeah, that confused me because I wouldn't know if that was like a flashback so or if like- it was happening in real time. Cause I feel like that was how he knew yeah. about Wakanda yeah. because nobody else would have been was. able to tell him about it. So like his dad wrote everything down like journal for his son. It's like hey, I know I'm about to die real. It quick. was almost <laughs> like his dad <laughs> knew. He was like, I know what I'm doing, so exactly. yeah. I know I'm not gonna be yeah. here. Mm. Yeah. So I want you to be prepared. I don't know if his dad meant for him to do what he ultimately ended up doing. Like he was like, I want you to know like where you come from and your heritage. He's like, my contract was only for one movie. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about that because I think uh, I know that's been like a lot of debate too. Like, could he come back? Is there a way? Um, but hopefully, we'll get there later when we talk about what we want to see. Who? Mm. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the next who's man's for tonight. Wakabi, Wakobi or Wakabi? Something. Which Wakabi. one do you guys know? Which one? Wakabi. Uh, the Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> so our man, our man from Get Out came in. <laughs> Still a role, and he did his thing. I was really uh, happy with his performance. But the main thing that he gets called into question for is people feel like he betrayed T'Challa when he decided to go ahead and partner with Killmonger and fight alongside him towards the end and really just basically say, this is my man's now. Yeah. So what were your guys' thoughts? Do you feel like he was a traitor there or do you feel like he was making the best move? What, what, what y'all feel like? This dude <laughs> has the worst discernment I've ever seen. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> As a actor in his, like, I feel like he picks them. He's like, I know how to do this in real life. So I'm just, <laughs> just going to keep with it. <laughs> um so i was like reading some articles and it even if a lot of people are saying this is just a movie and all this stuff but this stuff really does happen at least in some uh african uh countries that still have tribes that tribes have a say in political movements and uh elections and so forth and this is a prime example of it um, he saw this new guy who has this, you know, this agenda, and he he and I don't know if Okabe was trying to, uh, uh, if he was trying to uh, move or make his way up the totem pole and like you know use this as a leverage to move to get closer to the throne. I don't know if that's his agenda yet, but it seemed that way. He was like, I'm just gonna slide on over to. Uh, Eric's side because he seems like right now it's the dude who has a plan. He's right now he has everyone's attention. He just killed our king, Black Panther. He just dethroned our Black Panther. Like, so you know what? I'm gonna do it. And 
a lot of cultures, a lot of uh, tribes in African uh, countries do that. Like leaders don't make moves until one of the people on the tribes who's around the, in the on the um, within the circle of the king or the president or whatever it is, they don't have a move or say until that person, another person within that tribe says that. And I feel like he was a depiction of that. He was he was just trying to jump onto Eric's side. Once he's on Eric's side, he has a. He can you Eric and him can use whoever was in that circle with the rest of the tribes to to like you know hey well well Kabi he's the he's the their tribe is known for protecting the borders so without him we still need him. we we need him if mm-hmm. so if he's teaming up with this new dude we gotta go because we gotta we need to protect our borders and he's our only hope his tribe is our only hope to protect our borders so I can see how he was using it but still this dude just he just doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> He was almost lost his girl Okoye <laughs> until she came up and was like, "Hey, look, man, get like, your stuff you together." To like, yeah. you to <laughs> like, I'm gonna kill um, you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. But I think it was even it was. before that, though. Like, I think it's because uh, that the um, the colonizer when uh, Killmonger brought mm-hmm. back the yeah. colonizer. Uh, that's when he decided to switch sides because he was like, I think he was mad because. Uh, the colonizer made it inside the Wakanda and made it out. And his job was to protect oh, the border. Yeah. And I feel like he failed at that job. And so that's why he was so um, committed to seeing the body of of him. And so when Kamara brought the body back, he was like, all right, bet. It's, you did what uh, T'Challa couldn't do, so I got more well, respect for you. Cause that's and exactly we're missing like, the part, the conversation that he had with T'Challa. Where we found out that this guy killed his father. And he mm-hmm. told him, he was like, your dad, he said he was going to do it, and he never got it done. And that's when T'Challa said, I'm going to go, that he was going to go do it. And when he came back and said he slipped through our hands, you saw the look in his eyes. Like, well, you said, you're doing the same thing your daddy did. So why should I, why should I trust you? And then... Like, Michael B. Jordan basically dropped old dude in his lap. Like, I got you. So, I feel like that's when his allegiance changed. Like, well, I can either listen to this dude who, daddy, and now you've been lying to me all this time. Or I can go with the dude who actually gets stuff done. Um, that That's how I kind of read it. Yeah, I feel, I'm actually surprised because of, that you guys all are thinking the same thing I'm thinking because I've been hearing nothing but the opposite, really. But I feel like, to borrow a line from Chris Rock, I'm not saying he was right, but I understand why he did what he did. Like, in his shoes, that he feels like he's finally got someone out here that's going to do the things that they said that they were going to do. And these are things I can get behind. So, yeah, I'm going to rock with him. I mean, and technically, when he was following his direction, that was his king. So, he was following their, their customs and doing what his king told him to do, even though it necessarily wasn't what you know what we wanted to see happen right. i don't i don't blame him at all for anything that he did only thing i blame him about is the fact that he was about to uh, he started fighting his girl would y'all have done that what? since y'all were look because y'all, y'all, since y'all, 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 y'all absolutely y'all not donald <laughs> hell no <laughs> but his girl was like a warrior so i mean <laughs> we should feel a little bad for him like <laughs> So right. were, like, were you okay? <laughs> like, and you know he knew he couldn't win because they were about to square up. He was like, well, "You gonna kill me?" Like, he knew he wasn't gonna win. He's like, "Look, oh, so picking his gonna battles, kill me, man. Are you actually gonna kill me?" And you saw his girl. Like, I'm gonna give you about five. 
I'm going to give you about two more steps and we done. <laughs> I'm already hollering at your boy over here. I don't need you. <laughs> and you know I'll kill you. We talk about it every night. <laughs> don't come over here. Nah, I can't wait till we talk about the women in this movie. Man. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, I thought like, I loved his character. I'm, I'm happy for old dude like i mean two weeks he could be like an academy award winner um we know they don't get those to black people as often so most likely he won't but still uh he must be having like the best time of his life the best year of his life oh yeah yeah what are you talking about but he's talking about uh Wakabi, daniel kalua daniel daniel kalua all right fellow gotcha. ugandan Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Right. All right. So, so let's go ahead. We want to talk about the biggest who's bands for tonight. The man of the hour when it comes to the villain role. So, I've got to just say that first off, uh, the first villain that we saw, Claw. I thought he was a pretty dope character. He was like. Funny, he provided the entertainment. Like I didn't expect him to last long, but for, for what he was around for, I think he did a good job. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think that they, that they, they it served them well to not have Michael B. Jordan be the main point of focus from the very beginning to kind of have him play that auxiliary role. Yeah. And so he, it was time for him to step up because it really just allowed time for us to see his personality, see what his priorities were. It gave us time to get get to his background before we actually learned who he was. And I think it really helped him turn us to be one of the most well-developed villains in Marvel movies because they have just a history of just bringing in some guy who wants to take over the world and now that's the villain. But now we actually have someone who we can understand where he's coming from. He has a real goal that aligns with his history and not what maybe maybe his actions. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think it really just helped make him be a stronger character overall, which just, again, speaks to the quality of this movie. Now, when it comes down to Killmonger's actions versus his plans, I think there's a lot of room for debate there. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the floor to see what, what did you guys think about the way he went about doing things. <clears throat> I personally think his plan was rushed in this movie. Like I don't, I think he's going to be a great. He is going to be a great villain. Um, they set it up really well with his story background, but I just feel it was very um, rushed. And I, I, and I feel like Michael B. Jordan is a great actor, but something like let's take away all like his looks and everything. But like something just wasn't like his usual character, or at least to me, I didn't I, didn't, I thought he was a little cheesy for a villain to start off. Um, but I get his whole the whole aspect of him as being, you know, this um, African-American raised uh, <coughs> kid um, has this uh, anger towards his original people and how they haven't like came back when they took his dad and then haven't like used what they they're the most powerful uh country and and they haven't used their resources to help the struggling uh, african-americans in america and all that but i just there's something that was missing for me at least i just wanted it to be for a villain i just was like man there's just one one more thing that i feel like would have like just topped it off and i get it was an intro movie to black panther and we're getting other characters but I just wanted more from him. I don't know what it was. I just wanted more as a villain. 
And some people are reaching and saying that he's the best I, villain no. um, in comic book since what's his name from Batman? Uh, Joker. What's the name? He, not, 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 not Joker, but um, Bane? Yeah. And I'm like, ah, no. You can't even put him on that category yet. I'm sorry. But he's, I feel like he'll get there. And I know, I don't know. I personally think he's going to come back to life because I feel like that would make no sense for him to die so soon. But that's just me. Um, so, yeah. It, I, know you said it, I know you said it was rushed. But I think the, the fact that it was rushed is because he was living out there in the real world. He knew how much help needed to be out there. So he was trying to do whatever he could to get all the uh, vibranium out there so he could help people as soon as possible. Because it had been hidden for so long. He was like, all right, I know where it's at. I can get this out here in, what, 10 minutes? I can get it to all these spies out here in the world. And I can save the people as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else So, Donald, no, think... were you under the belief that he was doing this to, like, help the people? Or was he doing this to, like... Help himself become more powerful. I think he was doing it for the people. I felt, I felt like part of, I felt like his motive. I felt like that was like an excuse for his motivation, but it also to me felt like, which is um, why I love the character. We can talk about if um, Michael B. Jordan did the best job executing it, but I love the character, like. The fact that, hey, this is a great reason to, to root for you, but I don't trust you in actually doing that. Because it feels like, yeah, if you were to carry out this plan, it would be great if everyone was on the same page, you know, throughout the world. But it also means that you would control the world. And that's why I was like, I don't... Um, I don't know if I can I can trust you or I can like follow after you uh, and follow after your plan. I think that's why so many um, other characters in the movie kind of had trouble totally, you know, following after their new quote unquote king. That's kind of how I looked at it. It's so crazy because like I keep saying movie and I'm like, nah, this is real life. Like <laughs> my king told us not to follow you, dog. <laughs> And I didn't do that. <laughs> hey, look, Conrad, we got to go back to something you said earlier because we can catch a flight if we need to over this because there is no way, shape, or form Bane is better than Killmonger. No. Like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, there was some, uh, like, links and articles of someone saying Killmonger might just be the best villain since... Uh, Bane or before Bane or something like that, and I'm like, Ugh. I mean, but we're not about to act like Bane didn't do his thing. Bane was good, but Bane was just like an average hero. I mean, like You've his goals and his. Like, so, yeah, so you're saying? So you're saying? Anything. Wait, so Go you're ahead. saying Bane wasn't better than Killmonger? Now, I'm I'm saying that in the pure sense of Bane as a character and Killmonger's character. So not necessarily talking about the actors and what they brought to the role, but just no, 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 those just two like, characters. Yeah, just those I'm two saying characters. that Killmonger was better than Bane. Really? Like, I empathize I, with Killmonger yes, at yes. certain points. I never felt like I was villain. on Bane's side. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The best villain mm-hmm. is when you can, like, actually see yourself doing the same thing they're doing. 
like when he was kicking T'Challa's ass, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of here for this. Like, yeah. uh, you waited your whole life to get to get your revenge on. I mean, you can get the, the son of the dude who killed your dad. So it kind of had like that poetic justice. So I, I feel like I never had that moment when I was watching Batman, watching Bane. So you never like, like had a connection of Bane with Bane? Is that what right. I'm trying to hear? He never had anything that made me felt like that. What he was doing is something that I would be doing if I was him. Okay. But that's a Black Panther, because you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and get back to Black Panther, because I heard some criticisms about uh, Michael B. Jordan's portrayal or like his, his his acting skills. So, what were your guys' thoughts on that? You said you had some critiques. So I mean, I'll speak up, you know. <laughs> I'll say what I said earlier. I'll say what I said because I said it earlier before we recorded. I ain't scared. Um, is Michael B. Jordan the best actor? Okay. So, thankfully, I've had some time to like think through this and 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 uh, listen to other podcasts. Uh, shout out to Black Men Can't Jump, uh, who kind of broke down the movie. Um, I appreciate what Michael B. Jordan did for this role. Like, I appreciate how he stuck to the Oakland accent, if you will. I think it was a little Oakland accent in there. I appreciate the fact that he kind of was like, look, I'm from the hood, but I'm smart, which I think is a character he plays quite often. Um, but it to, to Conrad's point earlier, and I'm not sure if you agree with like where I'm going with this, but it did leave something to be desired. I, I just felt like throughout the whole movie... I'm like, I want to hate you more, I want to like you more, I want to root for you more, and I want you to die more. Like, I, I, I never quite got the full, the full oomph of what I was looking for. And I don't know if, I don't know, that I'm, I don't want to put all that blame on Michael, maybe that was the writing, maybe it was the direction. Um, and I want to say this, it was, it was still a great character, and I thought... It was great to watch him. It just still felt like, damn, I wish everybody else is giving me a full meal. But with you, I feel like you ain't giving me my vegetables. Or uh, maybe you deserve, I deserve dessert from you. Something I'm missing. And you're not giving it to me. So that frustrated me a little bit. Throughout, it, like, from that's, the first That's crazy to me, though, because when, when he walked into that throne room, and I mean, he was in handcuffs, and that whole speech, and... That from that moment up until probably when he put on the Black Panther suit, everything from then on, I was like, "This is like a, he's doing a really good job." I think he portrayed the hell out of that. It's just that I felt like he was. I think the writing and yeah, the directing. Ahead, uh, All right, I'm gonna say I think the writing and the directing was great though, so I wouldn't put that on the writers because some of the lines that he or quotes that powerful. he had, like super powerful. deep. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh, they they wrote these perfect or close to perfect as could be." type of thing so it was just like yeah I don't think it was anything to do with the writing the directing was great from beginning to end of that movie because it is the one of the greatest movies of all time <laughs> I think I'm not going to speak for y'all but I think one thing that it could be is just that there's something that you may want to get out of him that you don't necessarily are going to get from these type of movies like there's always got to be that we have to have that corny family appeal type of hint yeah, to it because true. it's a superhero movie at the end of the day it's not necessarily like we're getting some type of, you know, thriller or drama where they can really just, you know, 
flush into the full human emotions and let people feel those things. Like, at the end of the day, they want kids to watch this movie, too. So they got to kind of make it a little bit lighthearted in that regard. Well, you know, I think, what it made me think of was Michael B. Jordan in The Wire. There was a way that he played that character that I thought would have been perfect for this character. Because it was like this level of, like, and I think the difference is, I mean, he was a kid then versus now. But there was a level of, like, this is a young dude who I should like. And I should, like, totally root for but man, he has like this evilness to him that I just don't know. Like, where is that coming from? And maybe, maybe that's not what the character should be with Killmonger. I'm not like a comic book guy, but if he would have had a little bit more of like that coldness, like I'm just here for this one reason, or I'm I don't care who you are. I'm not. I don't have no family. I don't know. It just felt like. But you I didn't get that from when he shot his girlfriend or choked out that grandma. Like, he didn't care no, who you were. Anyone can get it. No, I think I think what Ron said was uh, uh, correct, though. I think it's a narrative. We're so used to these comic Marvel books where we, for instance, like, when we see a villain, it's right, boom, bang. There's no really, like, a, a niceness to his the start of knowing who the villain is we just know that we already know who the villain is from the jump because we just have either seen shows um series about it but with like eric if you don't know the comic it's hard for you to like get with it right away at least for me it was because i didn't know much about uh black panther comic other than black panther i didn't know all the characters but we're so used to like the narrative of a villain has okay they used to be a good used to be good and now they're bad. And when they're bad, they're bad. There's no, like, good agenda about them. But with Eric, there's something you like about him still. Because even when he was saying, when he was handcuffed and he said those pop, that, that one quote, was like, I'd rather die, or rather die, or bury me with my uh, ancestors that jumped off the ships, you know? That's like, damn, you're so right, man. Like, you know, you're so right. So it's like, you don't want to hate him. And you usually, when you see a villain, it's just like, that's a bad villain like the joker it was just like this dude is crazy he's a villain i don't like him but he played his role like damn he's a villain and for me it was just like i i liked eric maybe a little too much for a villain like i can see like i was and i get that's what you're supposed to do with a villain you're supposed to like see them as a person and see where they transform to be the bad guy but like he it seemed like he was still a good guy it's just that he went crazy and he did all he wanted to do to get what he needed over to his people in America, and he yeah. died for it. And I was like, that's like you know, damn, he died for what he wanted. It wasn't more of like he died for because he was a villain. He just died for what he was fighting for. And Connor, I think you're absolutely right. I'm not saying I didn't like the villain. I love the character totally. I'm talking about Michael, like. I'm thinking, I, I, I like Michael as an actor. I like some of his movies. Most of it, or most, all of his movies, really. That's what um, I said. What movie don't you like of him in it, man? Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant all of his movies. Um, <laughs> it's just the fact that I, 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 want, I love the character so much that I wish it just, I wanted more from him as a as an actor. And, and again, I... That's like me picking at being so picky with this movie. Like, that was so perfect to me. 
Like, even him, he still was great. And he did not take away from the movie at all. I thought he did a good job. I'm just saying, like, everything was so perfect. He was kind of, like, great. I wanted, I wanted perfect across the board. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm picky. I know. <laughs> and just for the record, since Conrad was over here messing up with one of the best quotes of the movie, it was just burying me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ship's because they knew death you was You could have just said the quote. You ain't had to call out Kyra. Right? Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I got a little soft for him at the end. Oh. He's petty for no reason. We like 30 plus episodes of the <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Never. <laughs> stop. You're going to get it right. It's 37, my boy. <laughs> hey, but you know, my favorite line from him was the, Is this y'all king? Like when he was whooping his Damn, ass and talking so about you. Like, man, that had me so hyped. Oh, All right, let's talk about that, though. Let me ask you guys a question. As far as fight scenes, and let's not, t- we're just talking about it as an action comic movie. Were you guys satisfied? Um, like compared to like other Marvel movies? Or just like just if you're, if like general? as, okay, when you went to see Avengers or when you went to see, and I'm, I'm really trying my hardest not to try to compare this movie to all the other Marvel comic movies because it's not the same. But as far as action and what you and what you expected from a comic action movie, were you satisfied? I, I could say yeah, I was satisfied. Yeah. I would say yeah. I would. I felt like because yeah, at the ahead, point, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ron. Oh, Donald, sorry. Damn, <laughs> there's so many people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I was gonna say because it's, if you're comparing this like other Marvel movies or comics or action scenes this was the first time it was actually like humans fighting mm. if that makes sense no superpowers involved uh so you can look at it like that it was just a regular fight but but there were superpowers involved no not when you have the challenges well, he had a, huh now yeah not with the challenges those are both like just human on human i feel like that the, yeah. i feel like, like the, the first scene power. was the best the first scene when uh Mbaku and T'Challa fought was the best scene, the best fight scene of the whole movie to me personally. Mm. I I feel like as far as like an epic moment, when you watch all these other Marvel movies, you have a moment where you're like, that was dope, that was epic, yeah. that was crazy, and I didn't have that. As far as not looking, just looking at it as an action thriller movie to myself, it was just like there was even like the the setting of where. Um, Okoye and all her girls went into battle on that field. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Wonder Woman. Have you guys got a chance to watch that at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. There were in Wonder Woman and uh, in this movie in um, Black Panther in that fight. I felt like that would have been the most the, the part where I felt like, dude, they're going at it. Like this is a battle. There was no like s- like slow motion. I'll, maybe I'm just I'm, again. I'm we're being like too. Uh, critiquing, critiquing too much maybe but like it just felt like i wanted like like the scene where okoye and her two other uh army girls were fighting uh Killamore. that should have been the best scene of the whole things like you have these black fi- black women fighters going against this villain who came from another world and is or another country and is coming into their country i felt like that would have been like where they would have thrown some like slow-mo or some like something like to just make it seem like yo this is a crazy fight scene but to me it was just like oh this is a fight scene in the middle of a field and it's it's cool and everything you get to see some of the tribe's powers and all that but it was just 
I was like, where is that part where I'm like, just like my mouth dropped, you know? I had those scenes where like, where you're just like, just staring at the screen without blinking, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I felt like I was missing that in the fight scenes. I get that. And yeah. Conrad, I think you're right. Like, I think, I think, I'm not gonna say I think you're right. I, I agree with you. And <laughs> the one person, there's two people who agree with you too. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, I said that the wrong way. <laughs> but there's, there's two people who agree with you. It's the two percent on Rotten Tomatoes that gave this movie a negative review because Black Panther has a 98% Rotten Tomato review rate and two people gave it a bad review because they said that the fight scenes or the action scenes that there weren't enough. Um, I'm the random guy in like the comic book movies who thinks that sometimes the fight scenes can be a bit annoying because I'm like, well damn, how long is this going to go on? And who gonna pay for that stuff and how y'all gonna live there after it's done? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't know nobody go to movies with me no more. Um But I do I do I That's do get what you're saying, Conrad, because it was like you like even like the big fight scene at the pool hall or the gambling hall in Korea, uh, when they are found out and the spears come out and all that, I still wanted just a little bit more there too. Um but it was okay with me because I I was so interested in, like, the story and, like, the dialogue and what all these people were thinking and going through. And, like, every single character had, like, a... They were... That was a hiccup, y'all. Uh, every single <laughs> character was, like, fully realizing, like, you felt like you... you Often when I watch Marvel movies or superhero movies, I only care about the superhero. Or I only care about the person whose name is on the top of the movie. Honestly, I didn't even really think about Black Panther that much throughout the movie. I wanted him to win. I liked him a lot. He's my king and all that. But I was so fascinated by all these other people who were part of his world. And I think that kind of like that I, I outweighed that over the the fighting or the the action. Well, yes. But is that a good thing to like for to not really focus on the main character of the movie? Or yeah, for me it was because it okay. made me think like, hey, I would buy whatever you guys sell. Whoever whoever wants to come out with a movie after this from y'all's world, sign me up. I'm in it because I care about you. I care about you, all right? You I matter, think the biggest, like DJ Khaled says. I think what I think what the team wanted us to take away from the movie, though, was the message more than maybe the the action scenes or You're definitely correct. Uh, what, what what was kind of going on there? Like the message that they actually were trying to get across was the most important thing they wanted you to walk away with, and I think that was received. Well, by me, no, anyway. I agree. No, I don't know about people. I agree with you on that. I think this was more of a message, a movie about messages, messages about one Africans and two African Americans and how they come together in this world, or how these world in this comic, these worlds are gonna eventually come together or eventually not come together. And I, I don't follow the comics that much, but I feel like that was the message because we see that today, at least. And I don't know if you guys want to elaborate more on the messages now, but or later, but. We see that every day. At least I saw it when I first moved to the U.S. That divide of African Americans with Africans—it was just 
it was like daylight. Just you could see the division. Even if as much as we wanted, as much as African Americans want to connect with their roots, or as much as Africans want to know about America and the 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 black people in America, there's still that division that's just there. And you could even see it during like the critiques about this movie. And I was just like, come on, y'all, y'all missing the whole point. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one thing I just want to say about the, the sh- like what Shock mentioned from the shift of the focus on being on the action to more so the story and the message. I think going back to what Donald said earlier, a big thing is to keep in mind is that we're not watching Tony Stark with his billion dollar suits or the Hulk or, you know, Thor, who's a guy. We're watching a country of basically humans. Like, mm-hmm. Black Panther is the only one with powers, and his powers are that he can do things just a little bit better than we can. Like, he's better instincts. So we're not going to get those huge action scenes that we're accustomed to, which I think it was smarter than not instead of trying to force that to instead, let's say, let's give them a, a better message than we usually do. So you kind of make up for it in that way. So I think they kind of did that intentionally. True. And I feel like they also save, they're probably saving it for if they do a Black Panther 2 or wherever Black Panther is going to be. Because um, like when I first saw, what was it, Civil War? Um, when we first got an introduction of Black Panther in Marvel? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Yo, who is this? This is dope. Who's this dude, man? He he was like, killing it. So I was expecting that same high energy from him as a as a hero, you know. Mm-hmm. But it may, it's different when you're introducing a character and introducing their story. We have and we have to know where he comes from, and that's important. And that's why it's like not trying to be so critical of this movie because it is a movie that." is trying to introduce who this person is, who Black Panther is, where he comes from, who his people are, who his country is, why he's so valuable, why his country's so valuable, why his people are so valuable. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I mean, and one thing you... you I'm sorry to cut you off, but one thing oh, you yeah. gotta really keep in mind is, is when it comes to superheroes is that there's different tiers. You have lifesavers and then you have world savers. So when you have all mm-hmm. the Avengers together, they're out to save the whole world. So there's a lot more going on. Versus in these individual movies, it's like, this is what's going on in their world. So it's a little bit on that smaller scale. This is why you're King T'Challa right now, bro. Hey, this is, I love these types of stuff, movies. Hey. Low-key, I was going to be T'Challa. Uh, T'Challa. T- 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 Mom said, I get to be King T'Challa today. <laughs> but one thing I will say, kind of what uh, Rob... Ron was going with uh, for a second ago. What if one of the messages they wanted us to take away from this is that African Americans or Africans, we can be anything we want to be, and we don't need superpowers to do. I don't think so, that was. Uh, I think that was evident throughout. Like we are superheroes. We are superheroes. If you really think someone, the podcast I mentioned earlier, Black Men Can't Jump, one of my favorites. They mentioned like even the small aspect. Um, if you think of Marvel and all of the technology that they've introduced throughout their movies, the fact that the Black Panther's technology is that their his suit can absorb um, energy from like hits and stuff that he receives and give out as much of that. Like if you think about that, like we do that all the time. Like how much do we absorb as people? Real. We hear so many people talk bad about us. They call us angry black men. They call us angry black women. They talk about us, talk about how we're not educated or whatever it may be. And yet, we are thought, or or the best of us, I, I will say, are able to put back out there 
the most positive, the most like indestructible uh, responses to those those threats. If you think of Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Serena Williams, you think of those people who are able to just throw back at you like, oh, you thought this was all I was capable of? Well, let me show you how I'm capable capable of that and so much more. And you're not even on my level to even comprehend what I'm capable of doing. Like, that was dope. I feel like every single part of this movie, it's amazing to me that they were able to do this in the time frame they were. Like, in my opinion, it would have took it would have took years, maybe like decades, to figure out like I need you all to kind of receive this. And that makes me even more happy that so many people went out to the movie theater this weekend and hopefully they didn't just leave thinking about oh did they do my comic book justice or did stan lee did they do stan lee justice but hopefully they all left thinking like man none of those people look like me and i rooted for them the whole time do i do that every day do i support the people who don't look like do i know anybody who doesn't look like me that I can say I support in my everyday life. Like, I'm, I'm going to stop preaching because I almost felt the spirit of you a little bit. Like, <laughs> I'm about to go in. Like, oh. Oh, man. I definitely, All right. yeah. Right. No, I was going to say, I definitely agree with uh, Don with that. Because the first thing after this movie was over and I was like heading home, and I, all I thought about it was like, what if, we, Africa didn't get colonized. What if my country wasn't colonized? Mm-hmm. Like, what would Africa be like today? Like, what would my people be doing today? Because we don't have that powerful resource, but we have a powerful resource that these westernized countries are taking from our country or continents. It's like, we have all the resources that the world wants. We have oil. We have Starbucks's favorite thing, coffee, that all these people drink every single day. You know, we have natural resources and I'm just like, what would it be like if we and there's still growth happening. There's a lot of countries growing. Rwanda is growing. South Africa is there. It's like these all these countries in Africa are growing. But I'm just like, we're still tied to a colonials. And it's, it's crazy how to think I mean, about. what. Say, what if um, even. If everybody would have done what uh, Tim Monger said, like, what if everybody would have just jumped off the boat, jumped into the yeah. water, and, like, nobody would have went to America type of thing? Like, How shitty would America Just imagine be? what... <laughs> like, right? Probably the, the, same, the same it is now. Okay. That's right. <laughs> 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 <Shut> down. Well. <laughs> but it just makes you we think about this that. shit. Well, hey, All right. what else we got? But I mean, yeah. yeah, so let's go ahead and keep moving. We got a few more things we want to dive into tonight. So let's go ahead and move into the next section of the podcast. So we're going to drink to that. Now, there were a lot of people doing what B-Shock said he was doing earlier and celebrating while they were at the theater. What were some of the things y'all saw? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I had, uh, it was these three ladies behind me. And uh, they were hyped. They were talking before the before the show started. They were like taking pictures, you know, Snapchat, all this, making noise, da 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 da. So soon as the movie started, as soon as the lights went down, 
all you hear is just ruffle, 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 ruffle. And they're like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> all you hear is like, you gotta hey. wait until the lights go down. <laughs> He's like, hey, 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 pass, pass, pass that down. Let's take the shot real quick. Pass that down. Like, oh, I, I really want to turn out, turn around, and be like, hey, can I get some of that? But it was like, <laughs> you could hear them passing their drinks. And at one point, <laughs> this girl was opening her, I don't know what it was, but it was a lot. Like, you know, when you're in a movie, anything you touch makes it like, and especially in the quiet, like the most quiet part of the movie, oh, that's the when someone decides to, <laughs> someone wants to open their bag. <laughs> it was like the most quiet part of the movie. All you hear is like, and opens the bag. And so, I don't know why this white girl next to me decided to look back. I, I even, I, I, I could sense her. Like she was about to look, but I was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! You gonna get a smart remark back? Don't do you it! Is. Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" I was to like, your whole she, life so the girl opens her snack, and the girl, the white girl, just looks back at her, gives her that look, like, "Are you serious?" And of course, the girl was like, "Well, excuse you, can I eat my food in the movie?" <laughs> I just looked at her. I was like, "Hey." I want to tell you I told you so, but you weren't looking at me. <laughs> that you won't do that no more. <laughs> but yeah, but besides that, it was there was nothing really crazy. I feel like just because I went at the late night showing, it wasn't that bad. But I'm sure doing like between the hours of seven, ten, ten thirty, mm. all that, I'm sure there was some people wilding out. What about y'all? I'm gonna say the craziest thing I that I had was like people was waiting in line to get take a picture with uh-huh. the uh, the cutout. I don't know what you call thing. But, like, as soon as that movie was over, it was like, bro, everybody want to take this picture. I was like, folks just thought they was Instagram. I was taking pictures of people. Like, oh, no, fuck. Like, everybody threw the size up, Wakanda forever. Folks was getting mad that folks was taking so long. I was like, bro, this picture ain't going nowhere. Y'all can come back. Yo, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that those like posters lasted in that theater. I'm so like, that's I, it, Conrad. I really <laughs> thought by eleven o'clock I was not going to be able to see that poster anymore. I was like, "There's no way." But hey, respect. Still there too. <laughs> the, the tr- hey, but did y'all see some of the memes online though? Like, old dude dressed up like Princess Amunda. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Did you guys see the the tweet by Charlemagne who said, "Look, black folk, um, this is gonna be the toughest decision you ever have to make in your life. All right, you have to figure out if you want to live in Zamunda or Wakanda." <laughs> Which is so real because he. That's like, a great point, man. A bunch of y'all grew up wanting to live, move to Zamunda, but now you got Wakanda. Like, you can't vacation in one and live in the other. Like, you got to pick. And I don't know if I know yet. I don't know. Hey, Wakanda forever over here. Hey. That's kind of true. I'm going Wakanda on this I'm, one. I'm just thinking of all, like, at least, like, our parents that watch Coming to America and the older generation, what they think if they're like, because that was probably their Black Panther during that That's time. That's so real. Too. That's real. Like, it was probably, like, their Black Panther. Like, this is a movie full of black people. There's a, <laughs> a country in Africa and it's like dope as hell and all this stuff. So I'm assuming they're probably just like, but now they see Wakanda, they're like, hey, I'm gonna give me a I'm gonna move to Wakanda. Like, like we uh, good. Darnold. We good. <laughs> Man, I saw some crazy uh, stuff. Who? <laughs> I saw some crazy stuff on uh, on the social media. I saw a movie theater. They had a full buffet in the front of the theater. 
Yes. Plate that way, paper plate. So everybody has their paper plates going back to their seat. That's uh, amazing. Do you I think thought, all the proceeds went to the movie for that or to that, oh, wherever, that company or wherever they did that? You know, hey, get it well. That's too many legal questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, we stuck <laughs> here. Yo, there's no way you can. There's no way you're sneaking in a whole buffet, bro. Hey, I believe my black people. I believe there is a way. Hey, what, what city was this in? Man, I saw. Hey, Shaq, what city was I this don't in? know. It was on Instagram. I just saw it. Um, I saw so many people with their little bottles of alcohol, so I ain't feel bad at all, uh, which I was proud of, which honestly. You probably should just go to the movies like that. Let's just be honest. I was just thinking about it. I was like, why have I never thought of that? Like, why? Like, it's a dollar a bottle. Like, why am I paying your prices? <laughs> why am I partnering with you when I can just partner with myself? I mean, I'll never see a movie the same. Uh, <laughs> I mean, every single costume. When we went to the movies, we saw, like, this family of maybe, like, 15 who, like uh, Donald said, was waiting to take a picture with the cutout. And when I say every single member of the family was dressed up, the mom had on this full yellow garb, and and the dad was dressed up, had the hat on, and everybody just was, like, dressed to the nines. And it was just so dope to see. And I, I just thought of, like, the fact that, like, look, representation matters. You... You, we don't get to see ourselves often like that on the screen. Usually we're the sidekick, or we're not even the sidekick. We're the assistant to the sidekick. We we assist you in doing all the hero work, or we're your butler. We first. And we die first. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, we're the secretary, or... Um, baby mama, the drug dealer. Yeah, or, or, you know, the, the easiest one that Hollywood likes to do with the slave. Um... The fact that we were in charge from top to bottom and that we didn't answer to nobody. Actually, you need us. Like, that's what the movie ended with. You cannot do, you, you're not surviving without us. Man, every single person who came into the theater, every tweet that I saw over the weekend... From like ninety year olds saying I want to see this movie to little kids coming up dressed as T'Challa, like that. That's what it's all about, and that 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 was just dope. Ron, yeah, what did you see? I was gonna say that's a great. I didn't really see too much, really. I, um, at my theater it was pretty chill. Like it was early in the morning. I think anybody was trying to do anything too crazy. But I think what you said about representation matters is just a great segue into like the next thing we got to make sure we, we drink to tonight, which is just how great they displayed so many powerful black women mm. Um, mm. throughout the mm. film. Mm. Yeah. And we can get and talk to a little bit later about some of the things that they may have not have done right, but I just got to say that it was just so refreshing to see not one, not two, not even three, but a whole army of just whole strong whole black army. women kicking ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And technology too, right? Just, and, oh man, that was probably the dopest thing to me to see a black woman in STEM. Man, sixteen-year-old yes. girl, yeah. and she was correct. Was she 16? <laughs> Be careful, dog. Okay. Be careful, dog. <laughs> I thought they said that was what she, how old she was. I saw someone talking about like <laughs> she's, young. she's young, too young for you. And, uh, okay, <laughs> in a movie or real life. <laughs> 
But anyways, but it was dope to see that she was creating all the gadgets. She Man, was talking everything, everything mm-hmm. tech like tech wise, science wise, math wise. It was all her. And she was, was better like, than every other movie in the, like the fact that they made it a case in the in this Marvel movie to say we are so far advanced versus all your other dudes that you was fighting with the other week. Like we got more than them. We don't need them. We we're way ahead of all these people that we thought you know, watching yeah, other movies was so advanced. We haven't even really touched on that yet, but like one sure she's like not only is she the smartest person in, in Wakanda, that makes her automatically smarter than Tony Stark and all them other people. So yeah. automatically got that going. And then the entire family, they're richer than any of these other people out here. So like we got black excellence. Like those checkbooks are long. Right well, she was making a shield for Captain America before he even got the shield. Uh, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're welcome. What? <laughs> Man, like, got Lamborghini spaceships. <laughs> hey, can we can we do something real quick just to drink to this? The cast of this movie. I mean, you yes. got Chadwick mm. Bosman. Did I say that right? Hopefully. Sorry, King. Yep, don't mess Sorry, up the right you right. might King forever. Say first name. <laughs> Michael <Right>. B. Jordan. <laughs> you got Letitia Wright, mm-hmm. who played uh, Zuri. Uh, who is also in uh, Black Mirror? Wait, are you saying Shuri or Zuri? It's Zuri, Zuri, right? Is, I've heard Zuri both. is Zuri is uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Okay, Shuri, Shuri is, is Letitia. Okay, well, we gotta do the fuck up, man. That was who I was earlier, y'all. Yeah, I, I, I got it. you though. I got thank you, Karen. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love you too. We got an Academy Award winner, Lupita. Inyongo, did I say that? I said that wrong. Inyongo, you tried. You did. I was going to say the first day, you're right. Lapita, we love you. You should be bigger than what you are. Uh, and I hope this only blows you up further. You got uh, Deny. I'm not going to try her last name because I already messed up the other two. Who played. Um, and I oh, was that the Okoye? Okoye? Yeah, that's her, the leader of the army of. Uh, the security detail. You got the queen, the queen, mm. the queen, Angela, Angela. Oh my god! I mean, I I read <laughs> down right now. A perfect casting. Angela, man, like what? Like ah, uh, that just made me so happy to see that she was in this movie, and that she was able to like be a full character, not just. Like normal movies where oh that's just the mom. Uh, you got Forrest Whitaker, Academy Award winner for Forrest Whitaker. You got Winston Duke, who uh, plays the guy. <laughs> I swear I saw the movie. I don't remember the names. Baku man. In Baku, yeah. That's like everybody's bait right now. He's trending on Twitter because everybody want want to know who he's dating and stuff. Uh, so hopefully he gets something out of this. I'm sure he already did. Uh, you got uh, you, <laughs> you got Academy Award nominee, and hopefully in a few weeks he'll be an Academy Award winner. Daniel Conrad, finish it off. Huh? Kuye? <laughs> Is it Kuye? Kuye. Kuye. Kaluya. Kaluya. Cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been like, Conrad, dude. Let's just finish out this whole part. <laughs> we can't edit this out. 
But I'm gonna say my boy <laughs> Sterling K. Brown, and then obviously the fact that this guy is 31 years old. 31 years old. He's made three movies, and each of them on Rotten Tomatoes has a 94%, 96%, and now his latest 98%. Ryan Coogler, the director of this movie, 31 years old from Oakland had a vision for this movie. He wasn't even the first choice. If you remember, Ava DuVernay was supposed to uh, direct this a few years ago, but they brought him in after. And they actually, I mean, just looking a few weeks ahead, A Wrinkle in Time is going to come out, which Ava directed. They actually were in the same studio, kind of editing and putting all this together at the same time. So the fact that you got this young dude who is honestly just a genius and that he was able to bring all this together and and put it out there man like it's just black excellence all around so i just wanted to put those names out there even though i screwed them up but i love y'all i love you i love us for real i tell you that i do (laughs) man all right. Also, so shout I, out to all the extras. I think with that, we can go ahead and move into the closing section because we got just a few more things we want to talk about. So that's right, y'all. It's time for what's on our mind. I wanna know. That's right. It's time for what's on your mind. For tonight, we're going to go ahead and close off the conversation about what does it mean, what does this movie mean for the culture? So I think we talked on a few things already, but I think there's a little bit more we could dive into, which is like with this being as big as it is and as good as it is, what does that mean for us? And then also, what are some things we want to see next, both within the the movie, within Marvel, and within the world? I'll just toss it out there. Whoever wants to grab it first. So what I want to see next is I don't want this to be like the last big full black cast that we see that's just like powerful type of thing. It's like this was a great movie, but I hope this continues on, not just like in the Black Panther realm, but like other movies, other actors, other directors, other studios see, hey, black folks support black folks type thing, Mm -hmm. or even the country, the world supports Mm -hmm. this movie type of thing. So not even just black folks, but like everyone's supporting going out there and giving their two cents, paying their money, showing up, showing out uh, type of thing. So that's what I'm I'm hoping really continues. And this isn't just like a one hit wonder. Like we continue to support uh, and then kind of along the lines of like the one of the last scenes of the movie when um, the child went back into the to Oakland. Uh, where his uncle died and actually decided to, hey, I want to give back to my community or give back to this community. I want to make a change and so show the world what we can do type of thing and empower the youth, the next generation. I mean, I I would go with like uh, what I would like to see next. I mean, obviously I want a Black Panther too. I mean, I honestly want a Black Panther universe. I know that's a lot to ask, but I feel like there's a lot out there, even if it's not in the comic books. We can, we can. There's a lot of stories to be told, if you will. Like, how did? Uh, I wish I knew all the names because it would make this a lot easier. But how did the 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 leader of the army uh, who protects the kingdom? Like, how did she become that? How did she start that? How did the army start? Like. How was it? Why did it become all women? Was it always all women? 
did that come from someplace? Um, I would like to see Marvel kind of tap into some other stories that they've already had, which is the fact that like Storm uh, from X-Men was married to T'Challa for some time, and that, hey, they were king and queen of this kingdom. Like, how dope would it be to get, like, a Storm movie? Like, a original Storm movie, not with all those white people that she associated with, but just, like, her coming from her African heritage and and learning more about her and her powers. I saw somebody tweet this. I don't know, I don't know all the the technical terms that they use in the comic books, but Storm is is supposed to be the most powerful X-Man, but from all the movies, because her power is somehow natural or something, I forget how they put it, but from all the Marvel movies, she always plays like the sidekick, and uh, you know, all that stuff, so it would be great to see like a, an original Storm movie, um, and then, like, for the culture, I mean, my thing is, like, the fact that, like, my little nephew, who's uh, four years old, is able to grow up in a world where he can be a superhero who looks like him. The fact that all of these little kids throughout the country was able to go to a movie theater and think all the little girls who were able to see, like, women on the screen who looked like them, who are their complexion, and who are able to, like, kind of dream a little bit bigger and think, like, I don't need a man to, to do for me. I can actually do for the man, if you will. Like, that is so dope to me. And I would be so, uh, excited to see, like, what, what are they able, like, what What do they create? What do they think of? What dreams do they have now? Because their eyes or their mind has been expanded that much more. So, I want to have this conversation more, but I'll pass over to Conrad. Or Ryan. Uh, Sorry. Uh, for me, <clears throat> for me, it's, uh, this movie definitely, uh, has something to do for the culture. Um, watching this whole movie, I was watching it as an African and also watching it as an African American. And uh, for me, one, before I even get into it, I just want to, I appreciate um, the director for inserting small, like, you might, people might have not, like, noticed or caught on to them, but, like, even, uh, um, Killamonger, like all those marks on his body, um, that's portrayed of Ethiopian warriors, and um, it's supposed to portray, it's supposed to portray like the alligator skin, and um, he even said it like those are marks for every. I think did he say that those are marks for every person of like killed or? Yeah. But that's, yeah, he said it, and that's depicted as the warriors in Ethiopia for every like battle they went to and killed an opponent, they would mark themselves. So like little things like that, like the history they tried to to show from different um, parts of Africa was really dope. Those and Brian, how you're asking like where this all women army came from is actually depicted from the 19th century of like um, this tr- this army of women that protected this king, and 
even the way if you look it up even the way they were dressed they tried to mimic it and i think that's really cool i appreciate the how they associate it like if you were an african watching this movie i think for me the the dopest scene of this whole movie was the waterfalls when they're about to fight it was just i don't know why to me it was just you can see the different cultures if you can recognize if you're from a west africa east africa south africa like northern part of africa you can like notice your country and the way they were wearing and what they were wearing or the style of the music and i appreciated that um and i and i love the way they represented africa even if yes it's just a marvel comic movie and i hate when people say it was just a movie everything is just a movie but every movie has a message Preach. every movie you watch has a message and for me as for the culture i hope this opens up more dialogue dialogue with between the african culture and african-americans I hope it like shows that what we can be if we just set our differences apart. And I don't know why it's such a big thing, like what our differences are. I don't know what it like. I don't know where that line crosses, where it's just like at the end of the day, you're different from me. And it goes both ways. Um, coming to America, you have these stereotypes and depictions of Africans. They're like, you know, most African-Americans think Africans are too good as they speak this way or carry themselves this way and vice versa Africans think American African Americans are lazy or they think of the way they treat their so and so and this and that it's like it's both sides and I feel like if you could just see what yes this is Wakanda but if you see what we can do when we're like unified nothing can, no one can stop us like nobody <laughs> Like you have the resources in a continent and you have people in another country and you can share those, share those uh, resources together or share that love together. Nothing can stop us. And I saw, and I, so I hope this message after we, after the movie, I hope people start thinking about that dialogue. Like, and that's why it's so important. And I always like, um, push for people to find their roots, you know, and find out where they're from and learn about those roots because that unifies you. Mm-hmm. Eric didn't have that chance and he found out the hard, hard way when his dad died and then he finally found out all these books about you know where he's from and he was angry you know how can you be from this powerful country and not be helping us and I feel like that depicts the same thing as the way people view Africa as a as a as a poor country and that's how it was like Wakanda was shielded it was known as like this third world country that nothing exists you know no one's there. People are, you know, poor and suffering. And that kind of is how we see, like, the Western countries see Africa now. It's like this poor country. You know, people live in huts. And people, like, like one of the questions people ask me, you live in a hut. You see all the, you know, the stereotypical crap. But deep, there's root, there's countries, there's roots, there's resources, there's wealth in these countries. And we just need to know and we need to, like, learn about each other. Instead of like finding ways to divide ourselves, to divide ourselves. So for me, the whole thing, what I like to see for the culture, is that unity between two different groups who are really from the same place. And um, as far as the movie, I just want to learn, like what you guys are saying. I just want to learn more about these characters. I want to know how uh, Mbaku is considered to be the just as strong as T'Challa without the without the uh, um, herb. He said he's just as strong. Why is that? Why is he just as strong? Um, so, like, stuff like that. I just want to... Eventually, I hope we get um, to get to know these characters more on a, on a level. And I, if these 
corporations or these or whoever is in charge of the movies don't see where this money is coming from, y'all are idiots. Mm. And if y'all don't want more money, Preach. y'all are stupid. <laughs> like Preach. four days, it just took four days to shatter records. Yeah. Four days. We still have a whole, we still have this whole week of people who didn't get a chance to watch it within those four days. We have this whole coming month. I guarantee you that movie's still going to be going. Conrad, and they only thought that we were going to make eighty to a hundred million in the whole four day weekend, and the fact that they blew past that, like annihilated it. People are idiots. Like, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so exactly. That's they should be thinking. Yeah, but def- I'll yeah. just say. Oh, go ahead, I'll just say, or if you got more, go ahead. No, I go ahead. All right, I was gonna say for me that the thing that I want, uh, I feel like what this did for the culture is that it just allows black youth to continue to explore that quote unquote, you know, nerd and geek space and be a little bit less freely judged. Like I feel like mm. the kid who wants to show up to Halloween dressed as T'Challa isn't gonna necessarily face the same criticism as the kid who wants to show up dressed as Iron Man might have a few years ago within the black community. I feel like it gives us a reason to care more. And they accept that, so I'm I'm really excited to see how that continues to grow and develop, and how, and really I just want to see it get to a point where you know our kids, like within the black culture, can be a part of this society without necessarily feel like they have to give up a part of their black identity to do so. Because right. I, I feel like they've always existed in two separate spaces. You can't be a nerd and be black because you don't see black nerds on TV. And then as far as what I want to see from the movie itself, I think that. It's going to be really interesting to see how that now that Wakanda has come out and decided to share its resources and to become one with the outer society, how does that impact things going forward? Like, there's obviously going to be some conflict coming up, so I want to see what that looks like. I want to see how does their technology get integrated into our world? Like, they, does vibranium become something that everyone has access to? How's that rationed out? Like, there's just so many avenues you could take that. Yeah. Uh, the like villains. Brian said, I want to see a whole universe. Another thing I want to see that I think would be amazing if they did like um, a youth movie type of thing. So what if we got the chance to see them while they were kids, mm. like growing up and seeing like kings and queens look Ooh. just like you. The strongest in the world looks just true. like you. The smartest in the world look just like mm. you. And that would just be like a great movie if somebody can do that. If anybody's listening to this and they're actually about to go take this idea, <laughs> like, please email me. <laughs> <laughs> And we want a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> but just like, just imagine like growing up as a kid and just seeing that like, just black excellence every single day you well, wake up. And Donald, you don't even have to go back. I've heard people talk about like in the actual comic book, uh, Shuri. Shuri, did I say it right that time? Yes. No. Shuri. <laughs> That's me for this week out. But Shuri, uh, she actually becomes Black Panther in the comic books for whatever reason. I don't know. I haven't read them, so I don't know. But she becomes Black Panther for some time. But how dope would it be to like see her as this lead character? Like, that's a great movie to me. Like, you know what? Actually, speaking on that, there's theories going around that she may become kind of like a female Iron Man. There's a, I forgot the, the woman's name. There's a character out there who dons the Iron Man suit uh-huh. and there's theories that she, that's maybe what she does 
she doesn't do that in the comics, but they're thinking that, you know, the movies are very really liberal with how they follow them, so there's a chance that that may become her future, which I would be here for. I mean, it would just make sense to me. She knows everything yeah. about it. Why like, not? she knows, and, she just tells uh, T'Challa, like, this is what she's supposed to do. He's like, okay, I'll wear that. Right, she can do it better <laughs> like, than Tony Stark. <laughs> like, she knows what she's doing. Ron, I love what you said about, like, those black kids who for years have been made fun of or haven't been allowed to like fully kind of like wild out if you will um (laughs) whereas white kids could be harry potter they could be every other character under the sun but let a black kid come and say ma i'm about to go to the movies dressed as this (laughs) and she's like boy what are those (laughs) like no um but the fact that now those kids are able to fully live out who they want to be and live out who they support, if you will. And I hope, like you said, like those kids feel empowered and that as black people, we kind of start to embrace the fact that we are so much more than who we think we are. Like we can we can go out and put makeup on our face and put capes on and all this stuff and feel like we are embodying this character because we are and we are that character that's so dope that like a generation will now be able to grow up and feel like they have a voice for them if you will or they have an example to live up to so i just think that's dope it's dope that we have that now it almost makes you want to like cry a little bit. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna cry though because I'm a thug. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I think we've covered everything on that we have in our list that we want to talk about. So, is there anything y'all want to throw in before I wrap it up? Uh, one more thing. You know, it would have been like even make the movie like because it was already like on a scale of one to ten. It was like a hundred and fifteen. <laughs> uh, <but> like, <laughs> if we're like if we're uh, to went to the dream world. And like he talked to his daddy, he just saw Barack and Michelle descending the tree. That would be now that would have been too much because I would have been like, okay, you got it, take me down, Lord. Oh, that would have been a lot. I I I mean I we didn't talk in, to me we didn't talk enough about it. The fact that these black women were in a movie and they were not just there to represent a man, like. I, my favorite part of this movie is when I don't know her name in the movie, but her n- real name is Denai. Uh, I know her name in the movie. I can't remember it. I should say. Oh um, yeah. When she's yes. When she says. <laughs> <laughs> when she says, I am here to protect the kingdom. I'm not like I am here. I'm to not do here for one. you. <laughs> yes. That to me was the most powerful moment because it's like I'm not here for no man I'm here because this is my job and even though I don't like it maybe it's still me I have to protect this thing and if that I mean every black woman in this movie to me was so well represented and I would hope that our listeners out there especially our black women out there would um let us know how they felt but it felt really good as a black man to see black women 
out there represented and not like having to answer to or make up for or do something because a man told them they had to do it. It was because it was their their will is what they wanted to do and that was dope. I've never seen a movie like that. I don't think and I may be on one, but I've never seen a movie like that in my life. And I think I was gonna say you're correct on that because uh if you think about it like with uh Nakia Lupita's character, it's like it shows that she just doesn't want to get just to get married or be a trophy wife. Like she's mm-hmm. like, I'm about to be, because what was her tribe was like more of like I guess if you would think about it, like the CIA or like the the like the um, FBI or was on was on every trip with uh, she was on all the trips with uh, King T'Challa. Any mission he went on, she was there, and she was like not necessarily a psychic, but she was there for like his backup or, and he, she didn't want to be just his trophy wife and get married. Yeah. And a lot, and a lot of African cultures, it's like the woman is just like, you're here to get, to be my wife. You will, you know, you're going to cook, feed my children. You know, these are, these are what your bounds are. And as a woman and, and, you know, in this culture, and it was cool to see it depicted like this African woman who's a, who's strong, who knows what she wants. Right. Like she's like, yo, I'm not ready to get married. I'm not ready to do all this. I'm not trying to be this trophy wife or just be at home. And you're out here saving the world when I can be there right with you. And I thought that was pretty cool too. Hey, Conrad, he he was the thirsty one. So thirsty. <laughs> talk. The king was the thirsty. <laughs> like, <laughs> how many movies have you seen the king like? thirsty and like the woman like boy like come on we got stuff to do i'm literally working and you're in my way what do you want <laughs> nah, she was pissed off to see him like why are you even here i don't even need you right <laughs> that was the first few minutes of the movie <laughs> what you want boy hey, what do you want okay talk hurry up <laughs> God, that was good. Yeah. And then another thing, I don't know if y'all noticed, like, none of the black men felt threatened mm. by the women. No. Either. Like, they were just proud and they were supportive and it was just like, like, everybody felt like an equal type of thing. I don't know if anybody It was definitely equal. Definitely. Yeah. And, they, and the yeah. black men listened. It was like, yeah. you know, the woman speaks, you will listen. And mm-hmm. that was depicted well in that, too. Man, and oh, one more thing we gotta mention. Um, not that it's like a preference or anything like that, but I just want to shout out the fact that that it was Ruth Carter, who is the principal wardrobe person for the whole movie. She made it a rule that every single black person in this movie would wear their natural hair. And the fact that you saw that throughout the movie, she said it in an interview that she wanted for every single person to wear their natural hair or wear some sort of natural hairstyle. Um, I thought that was also very powerful. Uh, even there were jokes made to the fact when they were not allowed to wear a natural hairstyle, um, where uh, <laughs> I still don't know her name. I'm sorry, did not. <laughs> through the wig 
I'm not even going to remember <laughs> the name, all right? I don't remember the real people. At least you can do is pull up Google and pull I, up I cash could, or something, I bro. Could. But we in this. Uh, <laughs> but when she threw the wig off, like, like they they were so proud of who they were. That That is so powerful to see on um, a movie screen that people that look like you are not only proud of what they look like, but are uncomfortable not looking like themselves. Like that was that was dope to me. That was dope. And and they weren't and the women weren't sexualized. Ah, uh, yeah. Even in their even their Ooh. even in their warrior yeah. outfits, there were there was barely any skin showing and they were still looking dope. Yeah. That's a it's good point. Good. Like the men were <laughs> probably more naked than the women. <laughs> like think about those fight scenes. Like, oh, uh, Chadwick only had on like some shorts, <laughs> but the women were like, "Nah, boy, I want a full collar. Uh, <laughs> I might have a shoulder out if I feel like it, <laughs> but it might be cold. So give me that shoulder back." Uh, <laughs> But you go out there, little little black boy, and <laughs> fight for your honor. <laughs> so dope, so dope, man. I I do want to see what the rest of the tribes bring to the to Wakanda in the future film, or if they do another story about it. Because um, you kind of got to see um, the tribe that uh, Wakabi as the borders and like all their powers were within their uh, cloaks or or whatever you want to call it. But like the rest of the tribe, I want to know what, you know, what they brought to the, to the country or their, they have powers or, you know, whatever it was. That would would be be cool to see. That would. Do you, if, if like there were a black Panther two, like, would you want to have like another, another Avenger or superhero involved a la like a Civil War or um, uh, uh, Thor the new Thor that just came out or do you want to just find out more about Wakanda like keep them out I would say I'm here for the latter I'm here for the latter I just want to see about Wakanda (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, unless unless they go to Pride Rock to see Simba and them, I'm good. Like, <laughs> same. <laughs> Forget all y'all heroes. <laughs> I'd be so bad if Simba roll up in the in the extra <laughs> scene like Mufasa. No, it's me, uh, T'Challa. <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I can help you. Okay, it's the circle of life. <laughs> Hey, but Loki, since we're on the Lion King thing, someone posted is like, after hearing like uh, Eric's side of the story, people were like, I would like to hear Scar's side of the story. That's true. Lion King. Like, I would like, you know what, you're right. I would mm. like to see where, what his, you know, plan was or why he decided to go against his kingdom or his leader. It would be dope. It would be dope. Well, that's probably not going to happen, but. I mean, it brings up another point, too. Like, hey. Black people, you showed up for this movie. We got some great movies coming out. You got A Wrinkle in Time that comes out in two weeks. You got uh, Gabrielle's movie that comes out around Mother's Day. Uh, 
I'm not saying we I mean, gotta watch. Isn't watch isn't Lion movie. King the end of the isn't Lion King coming out this year too? I think Lion King comes out next year. No, nah, I think they just right next year. Right. Yeah. Um. So let's just keep supporting each other and making sure that we are showing up and showing out like a wrinkle in time. I don't know what I should wear. I've never read the book. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to dress up <laughs> in something. I might wear the same thing I wore to uh, Man, you ain't Black Panther. Dress up. You didn't I even probably dress not. up for this. I'm not. I'm so not. stop. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I planned to dress up, though. I did plan on it. <laughs> but I will I be there, for, okay? Because you know my girl there. Picture. Well, look, my girl told me to go work out before. She was like, hey, we should go work oh. out. And I was That's like, real. you call me fat or what? <laughs> so those pictures will never be posted because we didn't look like our best selves. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get into Wakanda and I kicked out. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, bless me, okay? <laughs> Y'all pray for me, all right? I'm sorry. We didn't make it. <laughs> Uh, All right, man. So, so I think with that, we can go ahead and get on up out of here. So, how you know we're doing? Because we've been talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm calling it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. So, before we get into the puff, like, we make sure that y'all don't forget that we're doing the Who's Man's Alma of the Month Listening Club. And for anyone out there who has not had a chance to listen to the miseducation of lauren hill we're doing you a great favor mm-hmm. by giving you an excuse to do so so make sure you check that out sometime between now and next week's episode where we're going to basically do our deep dive review talks about all our feelings of the album its impacts and any other thing we want to talk about get into it and it's going to be something that we do every month so if you have an album you want to check out let us know. We can, we ain't promised we're going to listen to everything. Like, I'm not listening to no Garth Brooks, no Taylor Swift. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> you send that in. I'm just like, like I didn't see you it. right now. <laughs> but go ahead and send us over with y'all suggestions. We'll definitely you know, take a look at them and see if we can incorporate them into our schedule. Now, outside of that, if you want to reach us, you can always get at us at our Gmail inbox, whosemanspodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us on social media at Who's Mans on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Who's Mans. We're on pretty much any platform you want to get at us on. And make sure that if you're listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever, however it is you're checking us out, that you leave a review, a like, comment, retweet, repost, and whatever you can to let the people know that we do are here doing something dope and we want to share the love. Uh, so actually, well, I was going to pass it to you, Donald, but you don't even have no ads, do you? If y'all want to get at me Because I still want to get a shout out uh, Send it to my St. Louis address The greatest city of Earth <laughs> Or send it to me in Wakanda uh, We don't really accept mail <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, But if y'all want to Try to send it anyway I'm about to catch this flight real quick and head over there. So, good luck with this United States. Y'all got going on here. Look, if y'all feel um, any type of way about anything that Donald said, y'all can let us know and we'll bring it over to him because he doesn't like to participate in the ass world. So, there's no way to reach him on social media. I'm just going to let y'all know. I was supposed to be the original cast member. Okay, now nah, you're lying. Uh, <laughs> Hey, look, we got a few more people that still need to get on here as well. So if y'all listening to this, just know we, we are waiting for y'all to let us know. Pretty soon, he's going to be at your door like, hey, <laughs> start recording. <laughs> All right.
All right, I'm going to go ahead and just throw myself in first for Conrad to send us home. So if you want to get at me, you can catch me on Twitter at TaylorMadeLife. That's the best way to reach me. And then I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Conrad to share some words with us. Hey. Nah, I don't know. Donald, thanks for coming on or whatever. You cool and shit, but uh. Uh, but for real thanks for uh, joining us Uh, always good to hear some new insight and uh, we appreciate you for joining the show Uh, you can get at me at uh, thatfella underscore Connie on Twitter and VigC22 on Instagram Um, all I have is one thing for y'all this weekend um, or for the rest of the week work on yourself Prioritize yourself. Take care of yourself. Be patient with yourself because you are the most important project in your life. Um, so I hope you have, y'all have a great weekend. Wakanda forever. If y'all going to go watch it, watch it again. Like he said, like Darnold said, watch it once, watch it twice, watch it thrice, and you're good. You can watch it for the rest. I can't wait for it. And if y'all didn't go watch it and y'all are waiting for bootleg, Mm. Who's man's? If y'all were, if y'all, if, if you were, if you were hurting and feeling some type of way because y'all saw people uh, dressed up, who's man's? Because y'all weren't saying nothing when y'all were watching when when Harry Potter came out and y'all in y'all capes and Ooh. drawing uh, bolts on oh, your foreheads okay. and y'all were making butter beer in line and nobody say nothing. <laughs> but hey, y'all have a blessed weekend. Be loved. Go hug someone. Go love on your African brother, your African-American brother, your black brother, your black sister, whoever it is. Go love on them after watching this. And Darnold, just because you're on the show, don't think no, I'm no, not going to no, say no, nothing. No, no, no. Nobody wants you in Wakanda, bro. I already talked to Wakabi. He said, we we, we ready. We blocking. We throwing, up the, we throwing up the robes. You ain't coming in. We throwing up the blankets. You ain't coming in. Low key, y'all. This is uh, Conrad's last episode. So thanks, uh, Conrad. <laughs> uh, I'll be replacing Kim. If you guys appreciate me instead of him, go ahead and like this. Give him five stars. And uh, Wakanda forever. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's time to get out of here. Y'all get back into it. <laughs> we out. All right. Hey, Conrad, how you do the fade thing? You just whisper? You just start whispering? Yeah. Wait, what up? Oh, God, the fuck? Please keep that in. <laughs>